The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. The Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hello, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase item of the Week. Valentine's Day is just around the corner, so shop now with BubbleGenius.com and pick up their Fresh Pick Suds Flower Soap Gift Pack. A selection of pretty flower soaps and a host of delicate floral scents, and you can carry your flower soaps with you in an adorable little reusable vinyl bag. Only $12 at BubbleGenius.com, but if you use our promo code BOBANCHEZ, that's B-O-B-A-N-D-C-H-E-Z, you'll get 15% off your entire order only at BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Stop whining. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com, with Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza. Recent polls have shown a fifth of Americans can't locate the U.S. on a world map. Why do you think this is? I personally believe that U.S. Americans are unable to do so because uh, some people out there in our nation don't have maps and uh, I believe that our ed education, like such as in South Africa and uh, the Iraq, everywhere like such as, and I believe that they should, uh, our education over here in the U.S. should help the U.S. or should help South Africa and should help the Iraq and the Asian countries so we will be able to build up our future for our children. Thank you very much, South Carolina. Mr. President, you've been a governor and a president, so you have a unique experience looking at it from two directions. What do you think tribal sovereignty means in the, in the 21st century? And how do we resolve conflicts between tribes and the federal and state governments? Yeah. Uh, tribal sovereignty means that. It's sovereign. It's, you're a, you're a, you've been given sovereignty and you're viewed as a sovereign entity. Okay. And therefore, the relationship between the federal government and tribes is one between sovereign entities. The best music on the best station. Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Wrong. I'm, I'm kind of amazed. Is my, is my microphone working? Oh, my God. I think it, it is. It appears to be. <laughs> Holy God. More on that in a second. It is Thursday, February 2, 2017, and this is the Bob and Chez Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. I am Bob Seska, and that is Chez Pazienza sitting right over there. Hi. Hello. Oh, hi. Stop whining. Okay. Uh, I am just the biggest klutz in the world. Um, but you know what? I'm going to blame this one on Donald Trump because I was uh, frantically trying to record his remarks at the... Uh, the prayer breakfast this morning, and when I reached for my uh, my mouse to click record, my giant flailing arm smacked right into my coffee cup, and I sent my my coffee spilling like an entire gigantic cup of coffee. Not just a little like coffee cup, but it's like one of those extra tall <laughs> mugs that you get from Starbucks. One of those giant mugs, just covered my desk, covered my keyboard, splattered up onto my, I have two monitors, splattered onto both of those monitors, and then deeply into my uh, my mixing console here. Just dumb, dumb, dumb. So I, I'm just, I'm really kind of amazed that we were actually even able to do a show today, because this is, this is the sound of the channel that I used to use for my microphone on my mixing console. This is what it sounds like now. <laughs> That's not that. good. That's not good at all. It's very soothing. Yeah, it is quite soothing, isn't it? Stop whining. It's a little it's bit like better. It's like one of those white noise things that you put on your uh, your bedside table to be able to get some sleep. Oh, yeah, that's right. We can put our uh, our audience to sleep. We just everyone take a nap. Why not? It's nap time on the Bob and Chess Show. <laughs> so I, I want to put together a Bob's Klutz Fund because clearly I have to buy a new mixing console. So if you if you want to if you uh, if you don't like this sound, <laughs> go to bobseska.com and there's a PayPal button there. 
go click it and uh, and help me get a new mixing console. So it's not a high ticket. It's a little tiny mixing console. It's nothing fancy schmancy or anything like that. Although we do have, there are like uh, special effects. So I can go like big and echoey. Hey, everybody. I can do crap like that with my, my with my uh, mixing console, but I mean I, I can't do the show. I mean, legitimately, I've got it all rigged up here so we can at least get through the show. So, oh, God, but the Trump crisis continues. I, I tell you what, and uh, everything is just piling up today. It's just been one of those uh, one of those weeks. Remember last Wednesday. Where, where they actually had to do a rundown in, in a lot of the publications. Yeah, this, of, is a, this is another one of those. I don't even know. I don't even know where to start because it's all equally crazy. I mean, this is we're at the point now where, you know, I got to get serious here because we're at the point now where we really have to start talking about ways to get this guy out of office. <clears throat> and I'm talking about legal ways, of course. While all this is happening, he is as he makes one just idiotic move after another. Bannon is also consolidating power yeah. and trying to uh, rid himself, rid the government of the checks and balances that would normally keep Trump in place. And by the way, seriously, from the bottom of my heart, fuck you to everybody who said, oh, you know what? Trump won't have that much power anyway because there will be checks and balances. Oh, yeah. No, there one. You should have known that ahead of time. Good Lord. Who was saying that? There were all kinds of people making the argument that, well, you know what? It wouldn't be so bad because, look, you know what? A president doesn't really have that much power anyway. You know, our government, our system of checks and balances. But as somebody wrote very eloquently recently, I think it was David Frum, actually, um, checks and balances is not a a, it's not I mean, it's, it's an idea, but it's not guaranteed. You can dismantle a lot of them. Oh, yeah, of course. And, of course, Donald Trump is circumventing much of it. Of I mean, ultimately, it comes down to, does it even matter? Does it even matter if there are checks and balances on Donald Trump? I mean, this is something we've been talking about for like a year now, which is that Donald Trump doesn't care about the Constitution or checks on his power or the law or anything like that. All he cares about is giving giant boners to the alt-right people who elected him in office. The people He's just governing for the whatever it is, 30% he's not governing for all of us he's governing to play he's playing directly to them he's playing what works for them you're right but you're leaving something out what you're leaving out is that he doesn't think it's 30 percent we know it's 30 percent because we know the actual numbers he has convinced himself that he's you know that he would have won the popular vote and that he's you know he won in a landslide and it was a historic victory and he's got a movement and a mandate which is all horse yeah the fact is that most of the country cannot stand him. People around the world can't stand him. Mm. He didn't win the popular vote. He lost by by a historic amount. Yeah. And, you know, and he barely squeaked by. I think Donald Trump is tapped into that mentality, the, the mentality of the, the people who support him. And, and if you go by everything he said and everything that he's tweeted, it's all stuff that the rest of us, all the reasonable people are outraged by, but you know for a fact that everyone else, sort of the, the Alex Jones crowd and the Pepe the Frog crowd and the Milo crowd and the alt-right crowd, they're all ju- they're loving every second of this. And in fact, I would wager that a significant part of the establishment Republican Party loves this because what he is ultimately doing is he's giving them carte blanche to do a lot of things that they've always wanted to do. Neil Gorsuch, for example, <laughs> being one of them. And uh, and hopefully we'll have time to talk about, you know, the nomination of the next Supreme Court justice. Hopefully not. But, you know, that happened this week, too. So where do we start? Where do we, I mean, the, yeah. fir- the first thing right out of the shoot, the first thing I saw come down today is that the Treasury Department is easing sanctions on Russia. Big shocker yeah. there. Because, you know, there are things that uh, compromising materials that the Russian government has on on Donald Trump and Donald Trump owes the Russian government something. So, of course, he's going to ease the sanctions. And by the way, this isn't fake news. This is coming to us from Reuters. I think Reuters is pretty respectable as news sources go. The U.S. Treasury Department on Thursday adjusted sanctions on Russian intelligence agency FSB, which is the former KGB making limited exceptions to the measures put in place by former President Barack Obama over accusations Moscow tried to influence the U.S. presidential election with cyber attacks on political organizations. The department said in a statement it would allow U.S. companies to make limited transactions with FSB. FSB! The KGB we're talking about here. That are needed to gain approval to... uh, 
import information technology products into Russia. I've I've already I'm already thinking like I wasn't sure what you were going to begin with, and I already I thought it could be one of like six things. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I was just like I'm just rolling the roulette wheel, and whatever comes up, that's that's what we start with. Um, and then meanwhile, of course, we had this call between Trump and Putin on Saturday, and we know very little about it. Of course, the Russian government, the Russian, the Putin government put out a 10 page rundown of what happened in that call. The White House issued a one paragraph statement about what happened in that call. Now, there are rumors going around now that um, the the recording system inside the White House that records phone conversations for posterity and for the record and for the archives and so forth was intentionally disabled. Again, things just slipped through the cracks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, this is just, I would put this in the category of um, a believable rumor. Vice President of the Conservative American Foreign Policy Council He suggested that the White House could not provide additional details about the call because staff had disabled recording equipment, according to Turkish journalist. Oh, yeah, here it is. Ilhan Tanier. Okay. But so this this is a possibility that that we're doing things. We're monkeying with the recording system, which sounds eerily Nixonian, doesn't it? So there's that. I mean, we're, we're already relaxing sanctions on Russia. Um, I'm sure there are more to come. Maybe when people have stopped talking about, you know, Russia's interference in the U.S. election, although I don't think that's going away anytime soon. So then the other thing that happened this morning, as if this wasn't bad enough, as if sanctions, lifting some of the sanctions against Russia wasn't bad enough. And and the fact that some of those sanctions had to do with the FSB, which is Vladimir Putin's old stomping ground. That's pretty bad, too. Then we have this other thing that happens this morning, which basically Donald Trump is going to be doing this for the next however long he's president. Every time he goes to speak in public, he seems to think, he seems to have it in his head that everyone wants to hear the same greatest hits that he b- produces during his campaign rallies. Yeah, of course. You're absolutely right. That's a great way of putting it. This morning at the National Prayer Breakfast, Donald Trump just went nuts during this prayer breakfast and started just improvising about Arnold Schwarzenegger and Celebrity Apprentice and the, and yeah. the ratings for Celebrity Apprentice. Yeah, it's just it's just amazing. Here's now we're gonna. I mean, again, I, I I'm angry because I don't I don't know how long. How is it possible that 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 our elected officials, even Republicans, aren't looking at this and going, "This is absurd. This has to stop." Yeah, yeah, I, and it and it really has already surpassed that. We're already past that zero barrier. This is long since uh, past the the point of being a severe crisis, because as we're going to discuss here in a second, it's Trump's little rectum mouth. That is getting us into all kinds of trouble, even with allies. And I'm telling you, we talked about this on Tuesday. There have got to be people, <laughs> world leaders right now going, how the hell do we get this guy out of here? I assure you, uh, Chez and I on this podcast aren't the only ones talking about w- ways that Trump can be oh, yeah. removed. I mean, from I'm, office. again, again, I'm I'm a big believer in the idea that if they can afford to do it, if they can afford to break off from us. Countries, civilized countries, all countries, whatever you want to call it, should just remove, you know, kick our uh, kick our ambassadors out, uh, close the embassies and just, you know, basically throw pull their own diplomats and cut ties to the United States until this until this nightmare ends. And basically, we want to be isolated. They should isolate us. Right now, imagine being the president of, I don't know, China, China or or even Theresa May, who is otherwise going to be sympathetic to a Trump administration because she's a conservative. Imagine being one of those people and uh, and hearing the news of uh, of Donald Trump's rant at the prayer breakfast this morning. Here's Donald Trump talking about Celebrity Apprentice and Arnold Schwarzenegger at the prayer breakfast. Everything is so beautiful about Roma, including her husband. Because he's a special, special friend, Mark Burnett, for the wonderful introduction. So true. So true. I said to the agent, I'm sorry. The only thing wrong, I I actually got on the phone, fired him myself. Because he said, you don't want to do it. It'll never work. It'll never, ever work. You don't want to do it. I said, listen. But I really fired him after it became the number one show. It became so successful. And he wanted a commission. And he didn't want to do this. Yeah, see, now this is is the way he operates. I'm just going to pause right here. This is the way Donald Trump up operates. 
his agent, evidently, if you believe what he says here, which you shouldn't, but let's take it at face value. He said that his agent was trying to tell him not to take the celebrity apprentice, not to take that gig. Right. I guess it was the original apprentice before there was the celebrity apprentice. And so what Donald Trump did is he waited until the show was a huge hit and then he fired his agent <laughs> to make sure that he didn't have to pay his agent the commission, which his agent was entitled to for setting up the deal. Yeah, of course. That's of course, the way. That's, cl- that's classic Trump. You don't pay your people. Exactly. You don't pay the people who work for you. He's vengeful and he stiffs people. That's what Donald Trump does. So, by the way, if you're a government contractor, prepare to not be paid. Here's more of Donald Trump. That's what I really said. But we had tremendous success on The Apprentice. And when I ran for president, I had to leave the show. That's when I knew for sure I was doing it. He knew for sure he was running for president because he left his television show. God, God save us. Not that he was prepared for the office. Not that he was doing soul searching and saying, like, do I really want to take on this burden? Do I have the money? Is it going to be hard on my family? Can I do the right things for the American people? No. Wasn't any of that stuff. It was, uh, I've left my show. Might as well do it. Sweet meteor of death. Where are you? (laughs) There's a Twitter Twitter account called that that I love. Sweet meteor of death. Jesus Christ. Holy God. And they hired a big, big movie star, Arnold Schwarzenegger, to take my place. And we know how that turned out. The ratings went right down. Oh, he's, he's brought his, uh, he's brought his, and he's brought his peanut gallery, too. He's brought all his Of course stars. he has. Of course he has. I bet he brought his entire cabinet. I bet everyone is there because he needs all of his people there. His cabinet yep. members... Uh, they're all going to be racing around trying to uh, keep up with Trump's events rather than actually doing their jobs. This is Donald Trump. This is what he requires. He needs all of his people with him to backstop him because he's a weak little spineless little man. The tubes, it's been a total disaster. And Mark will never, ever bet against Trump again. And I want to just pray for Arnold if we can for those ratings, okay? Unfucking believable. I mean, I'm I'm somebody who doesn't think that the national prayer breakfast should even exist. Yeah. But still, there is decorum. Yeah. There is understanding your audience and understanding why you're there, and just not being an unclassy. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, he's a statesman now. He's the president of the United States now. He's not supposed to be talking about the ratings on the Celebrity Apprentice and starting feuds with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Because, of course, Arnold Schwarzenegger had to respond. So we've got Arnold Schwarzenegger, too. And what I wish Arnold Schwarzenegger would have said to Donald Trump is this. Stop whining. Exactly. Or actually, I wish, I wish he had said this about Donald Trump's contract with Mark Burnett and The Apprentice. <laughs> you cold bladders bastard. I'll tell you what I think of it. I live to see you eat that contract. But I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine. <laughs> And obviously, and obviously, getting to the punchline of all of this, Schwarzenegger's yeah. response was perfect. Yeah, of course it was perfect. Perfect. We're going to talk about Harry's razors, and then we're going to play Arnold Schwarzenegger's response. Right. Um, okay, let's talk about Harry's razors. Um, even though I spilled my coffee all over my desk and had to mop all of that up, and then I had to repair my mixing console so we could do the show today, I'm still freshly shaved because I... Got to shave with my Harry's razors before every show. And I love the new uh, trimmer blade. I keep talking about this trimmer blade. If you've got like hard to reach spaces on your uh, places on your face, the trimmer blade is perfect for that. For decades, one big razor company, uh, I'm not going to say the name of it, rhymes with Schmollett, has recently increased prices and reaped immense profits at the expense of their customers. So Jeff and Andy, two ordinary guys who were fed up with getting ripped off, started Harry's to fix shaving. Harry's knew there was only one way to ensure quality, so they bought their own factory. By taking less profit and selling directly to you over the internet, Harry's offers their blades at half the price, just $2 a blade, compared to the $4 or more you're going to pay at the drugstore. Harry's razors include everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. That's a weighted ergonomic handle, five precision-engineered blades with a lubricating strip and a trimmer blade, my favorite trimmer blade, rich lathering shave drill, and a travel blade cover. And uh, Harry's is so confident in the quality of their blades, they want you to try their shave sets for free. 
You heard that right. Just cover shipping when you sign up. Plus, as a special offer to uh, listeners of the show, go to harrys.com right now and enter the code BANDC at checkout to get a post-shave balm also free. That's harrys.com. The promo code is BANDC, like always. That's at harrys.com. The Bob and Chez Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Welcome back to today's show. Thank you for joining us, Dave. <clears throat> I'm still fighting with technical problems here with stupid, stupid technology. I hate technology. Mm. Well, what I hate doing is uh, spilling coffee into my technology. That's a big problem there. <laughs> All right. So uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger responded to Donald Trump, and, you know, I... I I almost hesitated to even discuss this on the show, and I'll tell you why. Because the fact of the matter is, is that Donald Trump is still the executive producer on The Apprentice and The Celebrity Apprentice. So therefore, yep. he's getting he's listed above the line on the on the budget for the show, meaning that he gets a percentage of the overall budget. So if the budget is hundred thousand dollars and Donald Trump correct my math if I'm if I'm getting it wrong but the overall budget for a show is a hundred thousand it's a lot more than a hundred thousand dollars but if it's let's say it's a hundred thousand dollars he'll get ten percent of that so that's ten thousand dollars for Donald Trump so I there's part of me that goes a little bit of this is is uh like they're just playing with each other they're just like trying to push ratings oh, of which of course but that that's it ex- that's it exactly yeah I mean and and the other you know the the flip side of this you're right they're both uh they're both really good at um at promotion that's the one thing Donald Trump is fucking great at yeah um so yeah you know what there's a strong possibility that this is all crap Right. This is all just designed to make us talk. You know, the other possibility, and, and this is the sad thing about Trump, is that it's also just as possible that he is so amazingly petty that he can't resist attacking his own show simply because Schwarzenegger attacked him. Yeah, exactly. Or, or he perceives that. He perceives that Schwarzenegger attacked him. Yeah, I mean, if you remember, um, I don't know if you ever saw this. Uh, well, in fact, it was a running theme on the Larry Sanders show with Gary Shandling on HBO, is that Gary would never want, or Larry Sanders would never want a, uh, a guest host on his show who would upstage him. So even though it's, it's his show and he benefits from a good show occurring every night, he wouldn't want someone in there who's oh. going to be better than Larry Sanders. Oh, yeah. And, and, and remember, and again, this is, this, is the thing, this is the thing that we said so many times in, about his cabinet, about the people he surrounds himself with. Uh-huh. In his mind, Trump has to surround himself with people that he thinks are beneath him. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. And that's, that's a, any, any manager in any profession will tell you that that's a recipe for fucking disaster. So just for the sake of putting a, uh, an end cap on this, uh, on this part of the conversation— Here's Arnold Schwarzenegger responding to Donald Trump this morning. Hey, Donald, I have a great idea. Why don't we switch jobs? You take over TV because you're such an expert in ratings, <laughs> and I take over your job, and then people can finally sleep comfortably again. That is so true in so I mean, many ways. Here, here's the thing that makes me think that that's for real. Yeah. Because what he just said was an insult to, to the way Donald Trump is, is running the country, yeah, obviously. Exactly. And that that's going to no matter no matter whether the the end uh, the the plan is to like you know drive up ratings that's the kind of thing that Trump is an asshole and will respond to I mean that's he he won't be able to help himself <laughs> in other words Schwarzenegger just publicly insulted him and not even for not even for money and publicity will Trump allow anyone to publicly insult him no way no way so I mean expect a tweet storm later about Arnold Schwarzenegger yep. This is going to continue on and on. And it's and it's not even a, the, the most serious story of the day. It's just stupid. It's just sort of that, indicative of how unstable and erratic and stupid that, and awful and, oh, my God, how, how mentally unfit Donald Trump is to be holding is this it, office. Exactly. You just hit it on the head. That is, as I've said, as I wrote so many times, that is there is a daily deluge of incompetence mm-hmm. and uh, outrageousness and and just horror coming out of the Trump White House. But at the same time, besides all of that, besides policy and besides the destabilization of the country and, and the world, besides all of that, there are these little ridiculous absurdities yep. that are so easy to obsess over. 
This is the, uh, you might recall on the show, how for many, many weeks, many, many months that I was talking about all of the unpredictable crap that we'll never f- be able to foresee coming down the pike. Just all of the uh, erratic, spastic flailing that Donald Trump, I think I called it the mystery meat. The, the aspect of the Donald Trump presidency that will be unlike any other person. It's like Mike Pence will come in. Mike Pence will do all the doctrinaire uh, conservative policy stuff, but he won't be a, a, an unpredictable maniac doing things that we could never have guessed months ago, like things that we could never foresee. This is one of them. Going to the prayer breakfast and and ranking on Arnold Schwarzenegger for some reason and talking about ratings and saying we should say a prayer for Arnold and the ratings on the Celebrity Apprentice because Arnold is such a doofus and he's not as great as Donald Trump. Or this is the president of the United States. Yeah, and then on top of that, you've got the uh, the Black History Month thing, which we're still going to get to. But I almost feel like we need to get to the uh, get to some of the meteor items on on the list, the meteor things in the uh, tennis ball machine, which is just um, you know I think Donald Trump almost started a war. I think with three different countries yesterday. Yeah, Iran. (laughs) Iran has already said that it's uh, um, you know that it's going to respond. Yeah, it's going to respond militarily in terms of its buildup. In terms of yeah, you know, I mean, so say goodbye to say goodbye to um, you know, certainly not peace in that region, since I don't think there's ever going to be peace in that region. But say goodbye to stability in a, a certain amount of stability in a in a country that we've always had problems with. Well, yes, of course. In, in Persia now, it's completely destabilized because Mike Flynn, who is completely incompetent and who should never be anywhere near Donald Trump or the White House ever again. I mean, don't forget that Mike Flynn was fired by Barack Obama for being incompetent. Yeah, that's that's Mike Flynn. Now, Mike Flynn is <laughs> Donald Trump's national security advisor. And Mike Flynn gets up in front of a microphone yesterday and says he's putting Iran on notice, quote unquote, on notice, whatever the hell that means. I hope that translates into Persian. I hope that translates into the uh, the, the other languages necessary the way we want it to be. <laughs> Although I don't think it will. Um, so in addition to putting Iran on notice because they fired off a ballistic missile test, which was basically Iran testing Donald Trump. So exactly. There it is. So here's Donald Trump playing right in their hands. You know, it's and what what was the other thing? Oh, there was uh, there was discussions about uh, uh, going to war against China. China. That's right, because what and we then, need to and do, then and then we're going to, and then we're also going to war with Australia. Australia, which too. is yeah, it's going to be us against Yahoo Serious. <laughs> Good God! By the way, I say I say that being an asshole. Uh, Australia has, as many noted, Australia has fought beside us in what every war since World War II. Oh yeah, every single war, every yeah, single. They war. are they are our allies. You know, they're like England. They're our allies to the end. Yeah, they're one of the five eyes as far as surveillance goes. I mean, they're really, really close. Donald Trump gets on and starts evaluating the prime minister of Australia on the phone. Yeah, berating him. And did you and did you uh, did you hear what his excuse was? No, it, it was. Oh, his uh, the staff is saying, you know, it was at the end of the day. He was tired. Oh, he was tired. Donald Trump was tired. So low energy, sad, low weak. energy, weak. It's so funny. It should have been one of the most congenial calls for the new commander-in-chief, a conversation with the leader of Australia, one of America's staunchest allies, at the end of a triumphant week. Instead, President Trump blasted Australian Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull over a refugee agreement and boasted about the magnitude of his electoral college win, according to senior U.S. officials briefed on the Saturday exchange. Then 25 minutes into what was expected to be an hour-long call, Trump abruptly ended it. At one point, Trump informed Turnbull that he had spoken with four other world leaders that day, including Russian President Vladimir. So he talked to Putin yesterday, too. And that this was and that, quote unquote, this was the worst call by far, Trump said to Turnbull. Trump's behavior suggests that he is capable of subjecting world leaders, including close allies, to a version of the vitriol he frequently employs against political adversaries and news organizations in speeches and on Twitter. See, here's the thing. Donald Trump doesn't understand what diplomacy is. He understands transactional behavior. That's all he does. He understands limited transactions with other businesses and other business leaders that don't have geopolitical repercussions. 
So this he is had, how he's he behaving. Had, he talked to uh, he talked to, to Putin on Skype so that Putin could show him the Queen of Diamonds. <laughs> Jesus. Then he tweeted out. Then Donald Trump tweeted this. He said on Twitter. On Twitter. Do you believe it? The Obama administration agreed to take thousands of illegal immigrants from Australia. Why? And then he said, I will study this dumb deal. Well, you know what, Mr. President? You should have studied the quote-unquote dumb deal before Look, you got on the phone with the Australian you know Prime Minister to discuss of the course, deal. course, instead of watching TV. Right. Or bitching about your, your inauguration size. You know what? Look, here's the thing. I know a lot of people think Jesus that Keith God. Olbermann is being like alarmist or something. No. But does anybody really think that anything is beyond this lunatic at this point? I, I don't think so. I, mean, I think he's capable is, of anything. Again, what 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 uh, Olbermann has been talking about, it sounds alarmist, but it I don't think it is. I think there is something genuinely dangerous. I mean, terrifyingly dangerous, like afraid for for our planet, for all of our families about this lunatic being in power. Because I think that anything is possible. I think we have, like you said, unpredictability. We have no idea what he's going to do. Yeah. I mean, and and just as we've been talking about on the show, and I keep saying that over and over again, but uh, unfortunately, and I really do underscore, unfortunately, we got it right about so many things. And this is the destabilization that we've been talking about. Calling the Prime Minister of Australia and berating him. Yeah. And then telling him to his face that this is the worst call I've had, having no understanding about the diplomatic repercussions, having no understanding about the history of mutual support that uh, the United States and, and Australia has had over the years. Meanwhile, he's kissing Putin's ass. You know, what he's sucks, lifting man. sanctions against Putin. Yep. You know what sucks so much? And this is the this is just the, the really depressing thing about this. Mm-hmm. I, I have not stopped. And I have to I try. I have to try to force myself to stop doing this. I have not stopped thinking about the alternate timeline. Yeah, how none of this had to happen. Right. How we could have Hillary Clinton as president right now, and maybe you like her policies, maybe you don't like her, but you know what? The world is stable. Exactly. The country's in good hands. She would know exactly how to talk to other world leaders. She, she yep. would know the the. Uh... You know, she would know the craft of diplomacy and yeah. and and functioning None on an international stage. Happy. There is a, there is a separate timeline where eighty thousand people vote a different way. Yeah. And none of this happens. That's right. None of this lunacy. That's right. And and I do feel like we're now in the alternate timeline. We're in the we're in the timeline where Mr. Spock has the goatee. That's where we are. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we are right now with Donald Trump. And uh, and then, of course, the adults have to sweep in and and clean up the mess. We're going to talk about that. I'm going to be visited by Frank the rabbit going (laughs) to tell me tell me how many hours, minutes and seconds or days, hours, minutes and seconds are left before the world collapses. (laughs) Right on that note. Another break back with more show after this. Okay, let's talk Patreon. In case you're just joining us, we're rallying all of our listeners to sponsor our little podcast here. And if we reach our crowdfunding goal, we'll give you new full-length shows every weekday. Meanwhile, if you pledge $1, $5, $10, or $15 per month, you'll not only help finance the show, but you'll also get Patreon-only rewards, such as our post-mortem show, our drunken after-party podcast, and for $15 per month, you'll get all of that plus a commercial-free unbleeped version of our full-length Tuesday and Thursday shows. If everyone listening right now pledged just $1 a month, that's 12 cents per show, we'd far exceed our goal. Go right now to patreon.com slash Bob and Chez. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Bob and Chez. Thank you for your support. Shove Bob and Chez into your pants and haul them around with you wherever you go. Stop whining. Subscribe to the Bob and Chez Show in the podcast (laughs) section on iTunes. I'm so disappointed I didn't find this earlier. Stop whining. I mean, I've had it all along. I just didn't break it out because this is so perfect to respond to Donald Trump with. Stop whining. Because that's all he does. In fact, that's one of my things. I've got my dry erase board with Trump things that I'm covering. And I've just got them. I, I write them out as they come down the pike. And one of the things is uh, it says whining slash winning because that's all Donald Trump does. Yeah, that's that's what he actually meant. He whines We're going to have winning. so much whining. You're going to get tired of whining. You may get bored with whining. Yep, You may get bored with whining. 
Stop whining. Right. And so uh, John McCain had to step in and clean up the mess with Australia. Uh, Senator John McCain uh, called Australia's ambassador to the United States Thursday morning to do damage control after President uh, Donald Trump's disastrous recent call with the country's prime minister. McCain said he expressed his, quote unquote, unwavering support for the U.S.-Australia alliance in the call with Ambassador, uh, ambassador Joe Hockey. I, that's, by the way, his real name. Also, my radio name in 1981. I was Joe Hockey on the radio, everybody. Uh, quote, I asked Ambassador Hockey to convey to the people of Australia that their American brothers and sisters value our historic alliance, honor the sacrifice of the Australians who have served and are, by, and are serving by our side and remain committed to the safer, freer, and better world that Australia does far more than its fair share to protect and promote, the senator said in a statement. The reason McCain felt it necessary to seemingly state the obvious that the United States and Australia are strong allies is that Trump reportedly berated Australian Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull. So uh, that is the uh, the Australia mess. Just one of many messes that we're getting into. Meanwhile, Trump has threatened to invade Mexico. Yep. He basically threatened the sovereignty of Mexico. Exactly. He threatened to go in there and get the quote unquote bad hombres. Unfucking believable. So th- here's the thing with this. Now today, Mexico is denying that that happened, but that okay. what I but that is maybe like a cover your ass kind of thing. Sure. Because I don't think Peña Nieto wants to be seen being uh, be perceived by his people as being manhandled by Donald Trump. Oh yeah, no, you're right. So and and certainly, I don't think <laughs> I don't think he wants his people to be crossing the border and killing Americans in retaliation for the threat either. So, of course, a statesman, a diplomat is going to say, hey, listen, let's all calm down. This, this didn't happen just for the sake of maintaining the peace. So I right. think to that extent, that's perhaps why there's this denial today. Mexican government on Wednesday denied reports that Donald Trump threatened the Mexican president with U.S. troops during his phone call with the foreign leader. In a radio interview Wednesday, Peña Nieto uh, spokesman Eduardo Sanchez insisted he knows with absolute certainty there was no threat. The things that have been uh, said are nonsense and a downright lie, Sanchez said. Mexican President Enrique Peña Nieto canceled a meeting with President Donald Trump last week after U.S. President reopened the conversation about the U.S.-Mexico border wall and who would pay for it. However, the two spoke over the phone on Friday in what was described as a threatening call from President Trump. The call came after White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer said during a presser that the Trump administration was considering a 20% border tax on Mexican imports to pay for the wall. Another colossal screw-up that we... God, we've totally forgotten about that, haven't we? That's just fallen down the memory hole. Jesus, God. And we haven't even talked about Black History Month yet from yesterday, which we haven't talked about yet. There's, from yesterday, by the way. I love... Like, the news cycle turns over, and it's, it's gone. Right. Like, it has to, because there's a whole new slew of crap today. Oh, Jesus, God. All right, so we're going to take our last break a little bit early, and when we come back from the break, we're going to jump into the Black History Month disaster and everything else that's going haywire right now, including a story that, that just came down about more possible civilian deaths in this disastrous military raid in Yemen. I was waiting Yemen, for us to get to that. Which, that, I think, is the biggest story of the day. Yeah, maybe we're going to talk about that right after this break. Uh, back with more show after this. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath & Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. This 
This is the Bob and Chez Show with Bob Seska and Chez Pazienza, presented by BubbleGenius.com. All right, welcome back to the show today. I just uh, I was thinking about Jefferson Starship because I was imagining uh, Donald Trump uh, as kind of Dr. Gonzo in that bathroom scene from Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. <laughs> just in the bathtub freaking out. Just that's got to be the White House just every day now. And from what I've been hearing is that it's not there aren't just factions inside the White House, which would be bad. It's basically the right. attitude inside the West Wing right now is every person for themselves. Yeah. That's what that's the way it is complete chaos inside the White House. And if you think this is great and if you think this is wonderful, you can feel free to go f- yourself. Yep. Because this, we're not playing, this isn't some, this isn't a 4chan discussion forum. This is real life. This is where nuclear bombs and people dying are at stake. So, you you know what, you can take your smug satisfaction with Donald Trump's disruption and go jam it up your tight little f***ing Trump mouth ass. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so there's that. All right, so on Tuesday's show, we talked about something that at that point no one was talking about yet, which is this raid in Yemen against uh, Al-Qaeda on the Arabian Peninsula, AQAP. And what we've discovered since, and what we heard at the time, which was uh, a member of the Navy SEAL Team 6 was killed, and then mm-hmm. the is it the daughter or granddaughter? I think it's the daughter. I eight, heard eight. I heard eight year old daughter. Eight year old daughter of Anwar al Awlaki. Eight year old daughter. Which, which killed, look, Anwar al Awlaki, as far as I was concerned, is fair game. He's a bad dude. An eight an eight year old child. No. I don't care what no. her bully, political beliefs are, who her father is. No. Well, no. What we've discovered in the interim is that Barack Obama rejected executing this raid. It, yep. was a pl- it was a plan that was on the table, and then, of course, he said, well, this is too risky. We can't do this. And and almost unprecedentedly, yeah. almost unprecedented. In fact, it might be. Uh, there may be no precedent for this. The the Pentagon is pointing the finger at Trump on yep. this. Oh, yeah. Saying They're that was, saying that he basically, he's the one who made the mistake. He's the one who shouldn't have ordered it. That's right. He was completely unprepared. This this was a an ill-conceived plan from the get-go. No wonder Barack Obama rejected the plan. And then what we hear today, this is just breaking just now as we're doing the show. U.S. military probing more possible civilian deaths in Yemen raid. U.S. military said on Wednesday it was looking into whether more civilians were killed in a raid on al-Qaeda in Yemen on the, uh, on the weekend in the first operation authorized by President Donald Trump as commander-in-chief. Now, I'm sure, by the way, I am sure that right now, the Republicans in Congress are taking to Fox News, are taking to right-wing media, and are preparing a giant investigation into what went wrong here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Benghazi, uh, An hello. investigation that will last months and months and months and that we'll never hear the end of. That's right. U.S. Navy SEAL William Ryan Owens was killed in the raid on a branch of Al-Qaeda, also known as AQAP, in Al-Beda province, which the Pentagon said also killed 14 militants. However, medics at the scene said about 30 people, Jesus God, including 10 women and children, were killed. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, I you never know what to trust on yeah. the ground. Sometimes and sometimes there are uh, unintended consequences of these of raids. But are. but there knowing are. the background, the additional background that this was an ill conceived raid, that makes it far, far worse. And that points the finger at Mr. Commander in Chief Donald Trump, Mr. Uh, President Bonespur, uh, making an ill conceived decision, making a bad decision to go in. And, and do this when, you know, the previous president said, ha, you know, bad idea. Bad idea. But he, of course, he doesn't care. And so that gives the uh, the civilian deaths, the casualties there, um, even more context. It's, it's taken whether it was if the Pentagon is correct, then it was either Donald Trump himself or it was his idiot advisors who said, yes, go, go, go. Either way, the Trump administration is responsible. If the Pentagon is correct, the Trump administration is responsible for the death of an eight-year-old girl and the death of a Navy SEAL. Yeah. Now, this is what's completely unprecedented. U.S. military officials told Reuters. That's a big deal right there, that line right there. Yep. 
Yeah, that, exactly. That Trump approved his first covert counterterrorism operation without sufficient intelligence, ground support, or adequate backup preparations. What does that sound like? Sounds like the Iraq War, for God's sake. As a result, three officials said the attacking SEAL team found itself dropped into a, a, a reinforced Al-Qaeda base defended by landmines, snipers, and a larger-than-expected contingent of heavily armed Islamist extremists. You know what? Michael Bay, make a fucking movie about this. Yeah. <laughs> right. Seriously, this is, this is the equivalent of Black Hawk Down. Sure. I mean, it's not. It's not in the sense that obviously, uh, uh, you know, we, we lost far more people in that. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's the same kind of thing. It's bad intel. They didn't know what they were getting themselves into, and they were dropped into a, a, you know, they were dropped into a nightmare. Right. And what else happened yesterday with regard to this? Again, this is adding to the cavalcade of incompetence. Um, on top of everything else surrounding this raid in Yemen, I haven't seen this in any news reports yet. And do it again. Do it again, please. Just, just take a second, everybody out there. Replace. Just take one fucking second and replace Donald Trump's name with Barack Obama and tell me what oh, tell me what Fox News would look like right now. Fox News would be exploding right now. I mean, the logos they would alone. be calling for impeachment. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Meanwhile, uh, a reporter named Kevin Barron, who's the executive editor, he's not just a reporter, he's the executive editor of Defense One. He's a national security military analyst for NBC News and MSNBC. He reported this yesterday on Twitter, and and this is something you can just go back and look at the transcript. So it's, it very clearly happened. Sean Spicer, sh- little Sean Spicer, that guy, Spicer just named the Navy SEAL's wife on yep. national television. You might want to send some force protection over there, Department of Defense. Mm-hmm. And then he also hashtag, he also uh, tagged CENTCOM. That's amazing. It's amazing. amazing. These people are going to get people killed. This yeah. is not a fucking joke. Well, they already have. They already that's what's have. amazing. <laughs> they already have, and it's going to get worse and worse. Yeah. This is the, God damn it. You know what? Do we, have a, do we have a second? I went to go see Run the Jewels last night. There's a point to this, I promise. Okay. Um, I went to see Run the Jewels. Great show. You know what? I love them. They're fantastic. The only problem is, like, they're they're very angry about Donald Trump. Uh-huh. And and I get it. I understand why. And it and it's great because they're they're so vicious in in the kind of music that they play. So I I, I love that. Mm-hmm. The problem is, the whole crowd was nothing but Bernie Bros. Because Killer Mike from Run the Jewels is was one of Bernie's most outspoken advocates. Oh, yeah, and yeah. he was a guy who even after Clinton won the uh, even after Clinton won the primary, he said, you know, I can't vote for her. He was that he was that kind of guy. So I mean, it, it angers me just to see them beat down Trump when I'm like, you know what, you had a chance to do something about it and you didn't do shit. <laughs> and all of these idiot kids who are basically the same way, you just want to grab them and say, you know what? Uh, just just a few votes, just a little bit of a movement in the opposite direction could have put a sane person in the audience. But yeah. what, what I'm getting at is I'm in the audience, in the uh, in the Oval Office. What I'm getting at, though, is that there were all of these idiots like them who said, you know what? Well, you know, we survived Bush. We survived Bush. And mm-hmm. I said so many times I wrote it out I'm like not everyone survived. Yeah, Bush. no, go f- yourself i got screwed nine different ways but but it's more than it's more than just getting screwed economically there if you lived in new orleans you didn't survive bush Mm -hmm. if you were in the world trade center on the floors above where the crash happened you probably didn't survive bush if you uh you know i mean if you were in iraq if you were sent to iraq there's a good chance you didn't survive bush so that's fucking horse exactly if your president can get people killed if you're going through reconstructive surgeries right now with uh, with prosthetic limbs and things like that at Walter Reed Hospital, that was George W. Bush. And this is going to be far worse. This is so much more. The Trump administration is so much more incompetent and so much less presidential and so much less statesmanlike. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, he's going after Arnold Schwarzenegger at the prayer breakfast. He doesn't know who Frederick Douglass is. Yeah, he absolutely he absolutely had no idea who Frederick Douglass was. No. God, God damn it. And Both just, him and Spicer. Right. And normally what happened to the Black History Month breakfast yesterday morning, uh, that roundtable, would have been the biggest news story of the week. 
or one of the top three major news stories of the week. If this had been anyone else, can you imagine if it had been Hillary Clinton? They would have been talking about brain damage. They would have thought, oh, is she incompetent? Can she hold off? Exactly, yes. I mean, it would have just been one thing after another. Is she having some sort of senile dementia? We mentioned that, and it's it's not fair game, and they, they freak out. The Pepe the Frog people go bananas, and suddenly there are a lot of eggs in my Twitter mentions. This is just keep keep repeating this to yourself, this this lunacy, this surreal lunacy over and over again. This is the quote. Frederick Douglass is an example of somebody who's done an amazing job and is being recognized more and more. <laughs> Jesus. He clearly doesn't know that Frederick Douglass, he doesn't know who Frederick Douglass is. He doesn't know that Frederick Douglass is a major historical figure who lived in the 19th century. He has no idea. No clue. No clue whatsoever. And you know what? Screw it. We're going to get to it right now. You know who else didn't know who uh, Frederick Douglass was? Lollipop Guild. <laughs> the Lollipop Guild, of course. We represent the Guild. Sean Spicer had no idea. This is Sean Spicer's uh, response when he was asked about this during a press briefing yesterday. It's about Frederick Douglass being recognized more and more. Um, do you have any idea what specifically he was referring to? Well, I think there's contributions. I think he wants to highlight the contributions that he has made. And I think through a lot of the actions and, and, and statements that he's going to make, I think the contributions of Frederick Douglass will become more and more. All <laughs> <laughs> right. And the Just Iraq insane. and such as... My, yeah, exactly. My and favorite, U.S. My Americans. Favorite, my favorite quote was uh, was somebody on Twitter wrote, uh, wrote, Donald Trump isn't going to place a bet on the Super Bowl until he sees uh, whether Frederick Douglass is healthy enough to play. <laughs> I thought yesterday he's thinking of, uh, I bet he was thinking about Samuel L. Jackson in Unbreakable. An <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unbreakable Samuel Sam Jackson had the uh, Frederick Douglass hair, right? Yeah. Jesus. And that's, I'm sure who Donald Trump was thinking of yesterday. We're going to talk about Black History Month and Trump's disaster there during the uh, post-mortem show, as I said. Plus a bunch of other crap that we just, we don't have enough time in the show to get to. A few words about Neil Gorsuch. God, they, yeah, Trump nominated a Supreme Court justice this week. <laughs> Didn't get to that either. And, oh, uh, maybe this was the I Told You So show, but we, we guessed... We predicted accurately uh, Trump's posture on LGBTQ. We'll get to that story in just a second. Uh, oh, and uh, people just continue to dislike Donald Trump. But he doesn't care. Doesn't matter. As long as his people love him, he's going to keep doing what he's doing. Post-mortem show coming up next. Also, if you want to uh, contribute to the Bob's a Klutz Fund, or Bob's Klutz Fund... I gotta buy a new goddamn mixing board because this one, it's like sparks shooting out of it, I think. Ah, I spilled coffee into it. What can I say? Uh, so yeah, and if you want to uh, subscribe to the show, go to patreon.com slash Chez for $5 a month to get the post-mortem shows. Two of those uh, every week. Plus you get, uh, at $10 a month, you get the two post-mortem shows plus the after party. At $15 a month, you get the two post-mortem shows, the after party, and an unbleeped, uncensored, commercial-free version of this show. Go do it now. That's at patreon.com slash Bob and Chez. And make sure to support the Amazon link. Go to bobseska.com and click the words that say Amazon link. Big capital letters right there just beneath the logo. And then you go shopping at Amazon and we get a small commission from everything you buy. It helps support the show. Thank you for doing that. Post-order show up next and then I got to mop up the coffee. We'll see you on the after party, folks. Take care. Take it easy. Try to sleep tonight. Bye-bye. bastard. I'll tell you what I think of it. I live to see you eat that contract. But I hope you leave enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine! Ah!